Hey guys, I know the current world we're living in is a little rough right now, and uh, we don't know what's going on and where things are going to lead. This episode was recorded a little while ago. Um, I've got a few episodes in the bank, but uh, because of social distancing, we'll see where uh, it all leads. Um, But right now, I've got some episodes I think you're really going to enjoy, including this one, and I just hope to bring a little laughter to your lives in this time of stress. With that said, enjoy the show. and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am really excited about. I've been watching this guy since I was a kid. The dude is a legend, and I'm so excited that he's finally made his way to this podcast. I am talking about actor Harrison Ford. How's it going, Harrison? It's, it's really wonderful to be back here in New York City. I'm, I'm a lovely day here. I mean, I'm just so excited to have you here. Uh, you're right now. You're promoting your new film, Call of the Wild. Yep. It's about Jack y- London. Yeah, it's it's the famous book. Um, and uh, you're in it. Uh, if the listeners don't know, uh, you you've been pr- promoted as like a main character in this film, but the film's really about the dog, right? Yeah, yeah. The dog, the dog, and I really. We're we're co-billing, but yes, that we are co-billing. But right now, the dog the dog's really doing much of the work on this film emotionally. And I mean, he's he's really the majority of the film is about the dog. It's about the dog, yeah. Emotionally, yes, but you, the dog can't. Obviously, the dog can't speak. I mean, it almost seems like he does a little bit. Like for the listeners that don't know this film, uh, they they animated the dog. The dog is completely CGI. Which is kind of weird, considering you know it's not hard to get dogs. Yeah. Well, you know, if I could just let you know, I'm I'm afraid of. What happened was there was a dog on the set, and the dog and I didn't get along. Oh no. And um. You're not a dog person, Harrison. Ford? I don't think dogs are Harrison Ford people. Is really really uh, more of the thing there. Yeah. I have cats. Okay. I have, I have birds. I have fish. I had a sugar glider. Oh, those are like flying squirrels. Those are the fl- those are flying squirrels. Yep. Um, dogs are they they don't like me. Why why don't dogs like you? I mean, are dogs not Star Wars fans? You know, I haven't. I'm going to work with my psychologist about that one. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, there, I'm sure there's some unpacking there. I mean, I used to think I wasn't a dog person. But uh, you know, I I feel like I just had to meet the right dog, and then once I did, I was like, oh wait, these are really friendly creatures that I can't touch because I'm highly allergic yeah, we, to them. We couldn't find the right dog. We went through about twelve dogs on that set, and uh, finally I, I went into the uh, I was actually called into the office, and they told me it's either you or the dog, Harrison, and they chose you. They chose me. Yeah. You know, going with a CGI dog's got to be like. I mean, there, there really was a hard. whole thing. There was a whole thing with how they, we had to run like a whole obstacle course, me and the dog to figure out who was going to be there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like a decision. I 
I had to prove myself. You, I had to wait, prove myself. Harrison su- Ford had to prove himself to prove over my, a dog? I had to prove myself as the superior mammal. And what, 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 what was the, like, what made you win? I think it was my ability to follow orders that the overall, the, the, dog the dog just wouldn't take commands. Was snarling at me the entire time, you know, would not uh, would not take any commands. Was distracted by my my masculine presence the entire time. I think what the problem is, many of these dogs just weren't comfortable being around such a masculine presence like myself. I mean, you know, um, you you do like exude alpha male status yeah i was a carpenter you were a carpenter i used to be a carpenter and before LA. before you were before an actor. i hit it big yeah before i hit it big i was a carpenter is that like an alpha male job it was it was an alpha male job it was an alpha male i job. mean and like to go back to before you were an actor we have to go like to the 60s because mm. you've been acting for a very long time i have i mean I, you could say that i was acting since you could say that I, I have been acting my entire my entire life, really. Yeah, but yeah. you were a carpenter. I used to be a carpenter. I used to build sets. Okay. Yep. I used to, I. Funny enough, I used to build dog houses. I had a whole. I had a whole. Did company. you ever, when you were a carpenter, have to work with like dog talent, while you were building sets? Because well, like you you go back to that time and it's like the time of like Lassie. Aaron, no, I I was the dogs weren't on set. Oh, okay. Don't be ridiculous. The dogs weren't on set while I was building the set. What I used to do is build dog houses for okay. the rich and famous. So, who did you build dog houses for? Uh, was the give us some like famous dog house? Famous you dog house. So Milton Burl, he he had a couple of Chihuahuas, and I built like a real nice bungalow, little little bungalow for his uh, for his uh, Chihuahuas. That was uh, risky and tisky. Um, uh, Meryl Streep's mother and father, uh, Jack and Cheryl Streep. I built it. Built oh, some. You built a doghouse. Built for some doghouse dog. for them okay. as well. Uh, it looks like you're about to sneeze. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, Are you allergic? I am very allergic to dogs. Yeah. It, like I there think it's even just like the here. thought of dogs is getting me a little sniffly. To be honest, it, you know, it's just it, it's difficult, you know, because they are so cute. I can't go out in public anymore. Why can't you go out in public anymore? Service dogs. Really? Yeah. I, I, I thought the reason why you wouldn't be able to go out in public is people recognize you because you're one of the more iconic actors of the past, like, century. I mean, look at me. But look at me now versus look at the 77-year-old Harrison Ford versus the... I mean, you still have been, like, at your age, have been in some of the highest grossing films. The, the most recent Star Wars films that you were in, uh, you know... Made a lot of money, and so a lot of people have seen your face recently. You a Star Wars fan? I uh, unabashedly am. You know, it's one of the movies I grew up on. I know you have been quoted recently that saying, like, you're just done with Star Wars. You didn't want to do Star Wars anymore. Uh, yeah, this is... this. I literally said that. I, I can tell you the voice. I was, I'm done with Star Wars. I don't want to do Star Wars anymore. And then I would just go sit in a corner while my agent pestered me with that. How'd they get you to do the last one? Because you said, like, uh, The Force Awakens was going to be, like, your last one. And then uh, you you returned for uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, after um, after I turned 75, I, I thought, I don't have too many more years here. Okay. 
not to be a downer, but no, you know. of course. And uh, I got a call. Uh, I got a call. Ironically, the same day that uh, we had mm, something I didn't want to really bring up, but I got a call. I got a call the same day I broke up with the real love love of my life one of the loves of my life well you broke up with one of the loves of your life one you've been married since 2010 what 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 happened uh, we've got an we got an open we have an open thing you and Callista Flockhart me and Callista me yeah. and Flocky yeah we're fine oh wh- wh- who was the breakup with it was with Meryl Streep what what was going on between you and Meryl Streep we were doing acting we were doing some readings together just to practice, keep sharp, you know. Of course. Uh, and uh, she didn't really like how I played. She didn't really like how I played Hamlet. And uh, who does like how I play Hamlet? I don't know anybody that does, but I thought it was a safe space. She didn't. So we, we ended it. And that's what brought you back to Star Wars? I thought I want to show off a little bit. I want to, you know what, if I'm not getting validation here in the class i want to get it somewhere else okay and what got you to do uh uh call of the wild because this movie is not doing well at the box office right now uh it's it's right actually right now scheduled to lose 50 million dollars jack london author jack london author of call of the wild wrote a lot of books and when i was a little boy that was one of the first books i i read in class okay and uh, I thought I owed it to Jack London to do this film. I thought I did. You know, sometimes we don't do films to make money. Sometimes we just do films for love. Other times we do films because we want to fill a hole in our heart. Sometimes you do a film because you want to show off to Meryl Streep. Is there any stories? Other times you want to... Is there any stories that you uh, read as a child that like you feel like you want to do before you're like all said and done? Because you said you did, that's why you did Call of the Wild. <clears throat> if we can find out a way to do it, I would like to do the uh, Pokey Little Puppy. I read that as a as Another a dog film? If we find a way to do it. Well, these are puppies. The, the puppies are still dogs. They're just young dogs. They don't know any better. So you're They're okay cute. with puppies? Uh, puppies, see, again, so puppies are okay with me. I'm fine with puppies. Just dogs are not okay with me. And therefore, I am not okay At with what dogs. age does a, a puppy become a dog and stop liking Harrison Ford? Depends on the breed. Hang on, let me. I do have a list of these things here. So it depends on the bleed on the breed. So on the just breed. name a name a breed. Uh, Dachshund. Dachshund is six months. Dalmatian. Dalmatian six months. Uh, bulldog. Bulldog. I got two years with a bulldog. Really? They, they are loving animals. Okay. Bulldogs are loving animals. Uh, Shih Tzu. Uh, Shih Tzus, I haven't, I haven't found one yet. Really? That would well, like you have a, not even a, just, a puppy yep, Shih Tzu? Yep, yep, at me. Yeah, not even a puppy Shih Tzu. What, what about Chihuahuas? Because you, you said you, you made a house for Chihuahuas. They're, they're another yippy dog. They're another yippy dog, yeah. Chihuahuas on this list, it, I, I scratched out six months. I have it at four months now. Um, you know, on Instagram, I scroll through dogs longingly. And I look and I like I like those posts about dogs and thinking one day maybe I can be around them again. But that's probably a safe distance for me is through a screen. Now, now some of our listeners may be thinking right now that Chewbacca 
is kind of dog-like. 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 Right? Not a dog, but dog-like. You don't have a cute Chewbacca puppy face there. They make dog costumes for dogs that are Chewbacca, though. They make dog costumes, yes. I don't understand where you're not getting the logic on this. It's it's puppies are okay, dogs are okay, dog dogs are not okay. Dog like like Chewbacca. What are some other dog like creatures out there? Uh Sasquatch maybe? Sasquatch. Okay. Sasquatch is fine. Uh what about Mogwai from the Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah, fine. Does that puppy like? Yeah, dog-like? I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's a fine creature to be around. I yes. mean, and then there what about like actual living creatures like uh foxes? Foxes are kind of dog-like. Would you be okay with a fox? I have not encountered a fox in 30 years. Really? Yeah. What happened 30 years I- ago? Uh, 30 years ago, I was on a hunt. Well, 30 years ago was uh, 1990. It was, it was me and Meryl Streep. We were out hunting. We were in London, hunting in London. Okay. Uh, it was a fox hunt in London with All the right. Queen. Oh, with the Queen. With okay. the Queen, and you know, like the, they still do those today. They're kind of they feel a little bit barbaric, to be honest. But uh, go on. It was a barbaric time, 1990. Yeah, you know, Honestly, a, lot, a lot of stuff went down in 1990. Really, a very a barbaric time. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really clear on what what happened with me, Meryl, and the fox. I, I do know that she yelled at me about it during the during the Hamlet scene, and uh, so like you killed that fox, and I was like, I blacked out. Oh, I blacked okay. out. You know, I was I was drinking and I blacked out, Meryl. All right. Well, okay. So you've been reprising a lot of your roles lately. You know, you reprised Han Solo. You reprised your um, Rick Deckard from uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Serious movie there. They're making a new Indiana Jones film. Mm-hmm. It was just announced that Steven Spielberg, this is going to be the first one that he's not directing, that he's uh, passing the torch to James Mangold. Mm. Will you still be involved? I would love to be involved. The Even Im- without Steven Spielberg? The amount of validation I get from being involved in those films it's a feeling like none other. It's a feeling like none other. You know, I turned down Jaws. Yeah, I do. I turned down Jaws to be able to do the first Indiana. Jones yeah, film. I mean, um, you know, re- really? That that timeline doesn't seem to line up. Listen, there was there was a lot going on in, Ho- in Hollywood at the time, and it things come th- across your desk, and you 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 pass on them. Indiana Jones was the one that I took. Okay. I mean, it's a great role, and you've done four movies as Indiana Jones. People forget about the fourth S- one. Steve Steve Spielberg, when was the last time that he directed a film that people were like, great? I don't know. I liked I Ready it. Player One. Ready Player okay. Ready Player One, a great, a great film. But did you read the book? I did not. Okay. Have you read Call of the Wild? I have not. <clears throat> Let's just say that uh, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, Ready Player One, and a lot of people weren't super happy with that. So I'm okay with Steven Spielberg, not Steven Spielberging another the Indiana, next Jones. Indi- Indiana Jones movie. He might have lost it. But what what do you say to people that's saying that like you're too old and that like I'd say that they're right. <laughs> I'd say that yeah. That like if you were to run a, from a boulder right now, you wouldn't be fast enough. 
Well, you might be surprised in this Indiana Jones film that I may not be running from the boulders in this one. I may not be the actual protagonist in this one. Oh, okay. I mean, they seem to be trying to phase you out in the last Indiana Jones, trying to replace you with uh, Shia LaBeouf's character. They tried, but look what happened there. Yeah, th- there was like weird monkeys with like Elvis hair. It was a, it was a very strange film that ended with aliens. The 90s, spoilers for uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal there were, Skull. There were aliens in that in that film, just like there are aliens here in this in this world. So I thought it was a good nod to reality there. Now you're looking at me like, yeah, does you, this man really believe in aliens? I mean, we've had multiple guests on this podcast that do. Oh. Yeah, um, we actually had uh, Tom DeLonge from Blank One Eighty Two on this oh. podcast, and he, he yeah, he's big into them. he's big into like UFO research and such. Mm. So um, he he very much confirmed the existence of aliens and mm. such. Uh, but you're, you're you're saying that like you you felt that uh, the ending of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was very kind of true to reality. I thought, I thought, hey, why not take. We're going to have to let people know that there are aliens out there anyway. This is as good of a time as any um, uh, blockbuster multimedia experience such as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. It was fine. How did you feel when it was critically panned, though? Like, people really didn't like that movie. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't feel... How did I feel? Yeah. I was out on the deck uh, with Steven and... Uh, Mr. Spielberg and we were uh, we embraced each other and we cried. Yeah, no, I mean they all can't be winners. I said my career was over. I you I was despondent for about. I mean, you, you didn't act for a while, and you know what? If you your career was over by now, like I don't think anyone would blame you. You know, you've performed in a lot of movies and. You think so? You have a great career, you know? You've been in, like, iconic movies, like the ones I've mentioned. Also, like, Air Force One, The Fugitive, American Graffiti. There's been a lot of great movies that you've been in. You know, there was a movie I did in Paris. You got a, you got that on the list there? Wh- which which one are we talking it about? May have been, it may have been Fugitive. It may have been Fugitive. Okay. It's where I was in Paris and my wife got kidnapped. It was one of the first wife kidnapped movies. Yeah, that was Are you fug- down with... The, yeah, The Fugitive, right? Yeah. It's a wife kidnapped genre. Yeah. That's actually my favorite genre. Yeah, so like the Taken movies you, Taken. you're a big fan? Taken. Love that. Love that stuff. Yeah. You sit me down, I'll watch four of those in a row. I think big there is fan. four. Yeah, I, I I lost track. You know, it's Liam Neeson will do a movie, and a lot of his movies come out the same. I'm happy with the Le- By the way, I'm happy with the Liam Neeson, Indiana Jones. I would watch that. I that would, would watch be, that. That would be really cool. I would love. I that. mean, he's not that much younger than you. I think he's in his sixties. So, uh, you know, I think his time as Indy would be limited. But uh, that'd be really exciting. Indiana Jones. Losing his daughter to kidnappers, his daughter being the only one who can uh, translate some sort of uh, ancient Coptic language, and he needs to go out and uh, and uh, get the kidnappers find and find his daughter. Honestly, I mean, sounds like a great movie plot. Also, sounds like kind of the plot to the Mummy movie. Uh, do we do we remember the mummy movie? I mean, Does... I do. I was a big fan though. 
But yeah, um, I don't know. I I would love to see Liam Neeson in Indiana Jones. I'd also love to see you, you know, coming back for a fifth time as Indy. So I I'd love to see like how that role develops and what you finally bring to that role at your current age. Who who do you think would win in a fight, me or Clint Eastwood? Uh you. Who do you think who would win in a fight, me or Sylvester Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. He does a lot of steroids. Okay, I agree. He does do a lot of steroids. Who do you think would win in a fight, me or Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm going Arnold again. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's, he's kept in good shape. Yeah, okay. All right, well, that's that's reasonable. That's what I think, too. That's exactly what I think, too. I wouldn't pick a fight with those. With but, Sylvester. I mean, I, I think you, you, those are good names to compare yourself to because those are like iconic names in the world of action movies and uh i think when like you know 20 years when like people are like telling their kids uh people my age telling their kids the stories of the uh action heroes they loved when they were growing up you're gonna be in that conversation so i think you have a very good career to be proud of why don't they call me for those movies they make those movies where they're all being tough guys and they don't ask me to be in them um, you know what movie I'm talking about? The Rejects? Uh, the, the Expendables? The Expendables. Yeah, there's the Sylvester Stallone. Do I need to make my own They version? stopped making them. They, they, the, the last one didn't do too well, so maybe you dodged a bullet there. I, I, I really felt like I could have could have played a part in those films, really. Really done a strong thing for them. You sure you weren't in them? Things are... Things are I mean, I know, like, you've done a lot of drugs, and, uh, like... I mean, no, nobody told me I was in... Sometimes I just show up, and I just start saying... I, 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 just, I feel like at least you were rumored to be a part of them. I didn't watch them, so I wouldn't know. But, I, yep, you were. You were in the third one. Was I in the third one that didn't do so well? Yeah, that was you. My career is over. Yeah. You know, I'm having the f- same feelings I had after I had Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skulls. Same feelings with Steve. Yeah. I just want to cry. That's fair. Yeah. I think before you cry, this is a good point to move into our speed round of questions. We play a couple games I've on this show, speed. Harrison. I've done speed. I, I know. Um, You weren't in the movie Speed, but I'm sure you've done the drug. Um... The first game we like to play here is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I have three names listed here, and you tell me which category each name goes into. The first name, Han Solo. Second name, Indiana Jones. Third name, Rick Deckard. I would fuck Rick Deckard, sadly. Sad, sad man, but full of passion. I would kill... I would kill Han Solo. Just like his son did. And, yes, Han Solo... Han Solo is a is a he is a is a parable for all of us, and I would marry Indiana Jones. All right. Well, I think those are pretty solid choices. The next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Mm. Basically, I say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. First word: space. Han Solo. History. Jedi. Archaeology. The tombs. Future. Decker. Long. Solo. Time. Final. Ago. Ghosts. Galaxy. Aliens. 
far star away Spielberg star shooters war oh Star Wars and dogs Chewbacca you got me it's just Chewbacca well that's about all we have time for today Uh, I want to thank Harrison Ford for stopping by Harrison is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out I've 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 had to pee for the last 20 minutes so I've 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 been holding it in and I'm gonna ask this gentleman to use his restroom before I leave please please remember me all right well thank you again Harrison for stopping by and thank you all for listening and we will see you all next time again for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual harrison ford with us here today has been my buddy sean Ferugia. how's it going man what's up man how are you i'm doing well uh so for the listeners out there uh sean messaged me before coming to the podcast he was like Oh, man, is this going to be, like, pop culture knowledge? I don't know. I'd use that voice. I did do that. I did do that. I said, hey, I don't I don't really have a, a whole ton of references. And you were like, yeah. You, I don't even... You were like, uh, yeah, people, uh, people have said that. And they came on the show and been fine, so... You know? And it, like... You knew Harrison Ford. I right? knew Harrison Ford. You know, it's always I do smoke so much pot, so I forget some of the details. Like, was he in the Expendables? Yeah, he's in Expendables Amazing. three. Amazing. Yeah, no, I was like, I, part of my head was like, wait, am I remembering this wrong? And then I just brought up the poster, and uh, there he is, right on the, in the left, uh, right hand corner there, or left hand corner. Yeah. So we, you truly don't you don't know who you're going to be uh, doing uh, uh, an impression slash acting as until you get here so there's no prep there's zero prep Aaron gives you zero time to prep yeah I think that's the the, the great thing like that's what makes it improv though you know if you like if you know what you're doing it's gonna be like oh I'm gonna like prepare bits and stuff and like you know that's lose a little bit of the magic for like this show yeah it does some of my favorite episodes are when like people don't know anything about a person and they just like are making things up from like things they know like I did a, a baseball player, uh, Max Scherzer. Yes. Episode, and the the person I brought on, no clue who Max Scherzer right. was. Right, that's a baseball player, a pitcher. Yes. Yeah, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah, I just really like playing video games. I like yeah, playing Call of, Call of Duty. Perfect. That's what makes me a good pitcher. Is how good I play my Call of Duty." And I'm like, "Ah, he's he's bringing this." person into his own wheelhouse which i'm all here for yeah i i really love performing in a way where you're like i'm just being myself but then with this like envelope or the sheen of this other person in front of it um that's that's a very like satisfying way to play for me on stage i think today but you know with reference level you're always like especially if you perform and you're trying to hit reference stuff all the time you can lose some of the um magic of it that way too of course it's just listing facts you're just like okay yeah. these are just facts, facts. yeah yeah because if you prep yourself and you just like try to memorize facts it's like yeah you get into like oh did i touch on those things rather than like 
What what is Harrison Ford here to tell me today? He was here to tell me that he doesn't like dogs. He doesn't like dogs, and he's sad. That man is sad. He's seventy seven years old, and he's like got to deal with another Indiana Jones movie. Like, yeah. If he's being honest with himself, he's not gonna. He shouldn't play that role, right? No. Like, I mean, that should absolutely go to someone else that's younger. Even Shia. Shia, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, like go ahead. Yeah, man. no, I think Shia LaBeouf's at a point in his career right now where he'd make a great Indiana Jones. Yeah, like he's had some fun. You're living in Los Feliz or wherever in Silver Lake. Yeah, and like uh, it's weird because like I feel like when you see Harrison Ford in like public appearances, he is just so stoned all the time. Yeah, he it, like he doesn't know where he is. He's just like told to be somewhere at some time, and he he's got five kids. You know, and I sure, I'm sure most of them are like full on adults. Um, I didn't see the last Star Wars movie. You didn't miss I've, anything. I've seen eight of them, but yeah, I, that's what people were saying. You didn't miss anything. So at that point, you know, I mean, it was fun. I, I liked it more than the eighth one. Um, the eighth one was kind of boring, huh? Yeah, no, I, I found the eighth one incredibly boring. And I was just like, oh, they're just talking and more talking and like. Oh, these new characters that yeah, I don't new, care yeah, about. Yeah, new characters with zero. I had zero attachment. Yeah, to exactly. Them. Like I do not care if these people die. Yeah, which is the same feeling I had um, when the when the prequels came out. I was like, I don't care because we know that these people aren't in the future movies. They're, yeah, they're just they're, not... they're, like if, because <laughs> they're prequels. We don't care if any of these people die because we know amazing. they're not going to be there. <sighs> like Mace Windu. Love Samuel L. Jackson. You know that he's not there in A New Hope. Yeah, he's he's he, he, so you can't invest anything into him. Even even whatever fatherly like projection you were supposed to as like a as an audience member, whatever they were trying to pull out of you is like mm, he's not there. I'm not give it to you. Like you know, I know he's gone. It's like I know Anakin becomes Vader. So when it happens, it's not shocking. It's not like, oh, no. Yeah, it's like, just, no, it's just what we're waiting for. You, just you took opened, three movies to get there. You just opened my mind to the complete and utter strategic like lack of uh, meaning that these prequels have. Yeah, to a prequel to any kind of series. like It, it just like lacks the gravitas because, like, the Hobbit movies. Like, oh, yeah. Another like, movie I didn't finish. Like, yeah, I, didn't, they, I don't they think I finished that one. They made three of them. They yeah. made three of them. And, like... Ultimately, we're like, oh, yeah, Bilbo survives and Gandalf survives and don't care about any of these other people because, like, we know what happens in The Lord of the Rings. If they were doing it right, they would have just made the Hobbit movies first, like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien did. Um, have you? Do you watch a lot of movies? Yes. Okay, so I just saw a really strange movie, Color Out of Space. I have not seen that. It's super strange. It's Nicolas Cage being Nicolas oh, Cage. Oh, 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 no, no. I've heard about this because it's yeah. the same people that made Mandy. Uh, okay. I, I don't know Mandy. Ma- Mandy is an insane movie. Oh, I love Mandy so much. Okay. Color Out of Space, also insane movie. Mandy, there, there's a uh, sword fight with chainsaws. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Mandy is um, an acid tra- trip made into a movie where every character in the movies feels like they're doing a Nicolas Cage impression. Oh my god. Um, then I, I w- I'm going to re-offer Freaked as a movie that you and audience members should watch. Um, it's my favorite comedy movie. It's Alex Winters from Bill and Ted. Uh, also kind of an acid trip. 
but a dumb acid trip. Okay. Which are my favorite movies okay. that are dumb mm-hmm. on the face of it, and they know they're dumb, but then, like, I thought 21 Jump Street was fun and dumb. Yeah. I love that. I love those it, it, It's great. The second one felt, like, a little tired. Yeah, sure. Because at first, I felt the first one was so good. And yeah, no, they didn't need to make a second no. one. No. Twenty was it twenty two Jump Street? Yeah, oh, and yeah, then they're yeah, like yeah. money, and so they made another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I I like movies that strive to be weird. Yes, uh, because I feel like there's a lot of movies out now that like just play it safe, like this Into the Wild movie. Okay. Um, I felt like I've seen this movie. I didn't go see it because I, I like I I feel like I'd be bored shitless. Sure. If I saw it, it's just a dog, right? Yeah. Because also it's like, I don't know how much I can stress it is just a dog. Like, Harrison Ford is in like a quarter of the movie. Mm. Like, because it, the the original Jack London book, uh, the dog, it, it's like the movie War Horse, where it's just like the dog going from owner to owner and like his experiences. And Harrison Ford is only one of those owners. Yet he's on every poster um, because people are like, oh, Harrison Ford. But uh, ultimately, I think... People aren't seeing the movie because they're afraid of the CGI dog. It's like straight up like Scooby Doo done. And it, so it looks goofy. You're just watching. Yeah, yeah. It's got like, like human emotions coming out of its eyes. Yeah. No. No. I don't. That's that doesn't pull me anymore. I it need, works for Scooby Doo. I need like old gritty films from. This is why I've been. So I moved to Manhattan uh, last year just to like. I don't know. I've never lived. I was okay. like, oh, I better live in Manhattan before I like move the hell out of New York City. Got it. So I've been going to a lot of dumb, like I've been going to a lot of films around where I live. It's like downtown. Okay. IFC's right there. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, film Forum is on the other side. Exactly. You I got Angelica to, over there There's as well. Angelica. Yeah. Um, there's so much, uh, and then the, the, the archives. Mm-hmm. I really get a kick out of seeing old movies from the 70s and 80s from a different time, a different, people who aren't even alive anymore, and... It, the city, especially New York City, when New York City's on display in these movies, to me, I think that's just a wonderful experience. And I haven't even seen, like, I like weird new movies, but as far as, like, movies go, I would rather just go see, like, an older one than than a newer one. No, that, that makes complete sense, you know? Um, there's definitely a list, like, uh, what is it, the um, AFI 100 list. Okay, all right. That, like, I haven't made my way through. I, I've seen a lot of the movies on it, but, like, there's definitely, like, anything before, like, 1975 or something, like, is, like, so many movies I haven't seen that are all on this list. I'm sure they're great movies, but, like... Um, Who's got the time? Exactly. And there's just more new stuff coming out. Okay. And you live right by... I mean, I shouldn't say where you live. In a story, I yeah, mean, yeah, no, they know. In a story, story. okay, yeah. okay. in a story, there's. It's not like this is Joe Rogan where it's yeah. like, oh, we can't have people knowing where this, no, this no, studio no. is. People, people know I'm in a story. Uh, move, Museum of the Moving, Moving Image. Image yep. <sighs> what a great like that place is great. What a great place to see to see movies at. D- wait, so how can you watch movies there? Like, is there there like an archive of some sort? Well, okay, at the Museum of the Moving yeah. Image, there's a movie theater in there. Yeah, I know there's a movie theater in there. Yeah. Um, but like they don't like show things often. Like the I've been there a few times and I haven't seen anything. I saw um I saw uh the the this body horror movie Videodrome. Okay. There. What a have you No, I, oh. I'm unfamiliar. 
another another great movie. I I, I don't want this to become a movie. Oh, oh did no, you see course. this movie? Did you yeah, see yeah, this no, movie? no, no, you're good. But these are thrilling. These are movies because they were just like they were they were from the eighties. They've got the old. They've got New York City. It's probably Toronto where they filmed this mm-hmm. as the set, and just artifacts from the time, man. V V VCRs and televisions. I mean, yeah, uh, it's cool stuff. Anyways, uh, do you have a sh- favorite Harrison Ford, Ford movie? I really did like uh, Blade Runner. The I first that one, was cool. the yeah, original? the first one. Which cut? Because. Uh, uh, as our listeners may know, Blade Runner came there's out with a director's like, cut, and then there's like the final cut. cut, and the, no, there's like four different cuts. Oh boy, I probably watched the director's cut at the time I watched it. Okay, I really appreciate that. And so I it's really like the one with like the origami unicorn at the end. <sighs> Dude, I don't remember. Okay, it's been a while. But I will say, in terms of like good feelings, I think Indiana Jones um, and Temple of Doom for me is the good feeling one just because that's like I watched that when I was a kid with my dad. Of course. I and, think I know. think Harrison Ford is an actor that like invokes a lot of nostalgia. Absolutely. Yeah. And good and usually good nostalgia too. It's like everybody who went and saw this movie felt good about it. Mm-hmm. Probably felt really good about the time that they were living in and then Exactly. Yeah, that was like a very very evocative. No, like he's one of those uh, actors that his movies are kind of like comfort food. Even like movies like The Fugitive and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's high stakes drama, but at the same time, it, it feels like you know how it's gonna end. That it's gonna end all right. And like, I don't know. He he has that kind of like, you know, Bruce Willis feel to him. That like, you're like, oh, this is this is a, a guy that's unbeatable. He's brash too in some of his. He's so brash in his earlier films. I'm looking up like. This one, the one that he made in like 1983, 1983 Harrison Ford. But he's like the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to talk to authority any way I want. It's funny because like I'm looking at the Expendables poster right now and I'm just like looking at all these people that are kind of the same character as him. Like, uh, um, you know, uh, aging boomer. Yeah. Um, aging, aging boomer, uh, mega, mega movie. Frantic, 1988. I was going to say, like, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's a very, like... Is he in that movie, too? Yeah, he is. <laughs> but, he, like... He, 80s, he, 90s action star. Exactly. Like, like if Mel Gibson was hot and solo, like, I feel like no one would have batted an eye. Like, they would have done the same thing. See, the thing with a lot of these men and the roles that they play in the movies is, like, they... This could have been easily... Most of these are easily solved, and I don't mean in the way of like easily solved with a cell phone, but it's like the the protagonist somehow causes it through his own like toxic viewpoints. Yeah, of right? course. Like it's like on display. Like this person didn't let his wife, or is like I'm gonna do this, and like kind of brashly to the audience. Uh, or if you go to like Die Hard, like he's like not supposed to be there today, kind of deal. I'm gonna show up. I'm just gonna show up and like put my head down and work. It's like okay, yeah. Um, so Frantic is one of my other Harrison Ford movies I really like, because uh, it's set in Paris, and okay. I think it's a beautiful film. Just, like, long shots of, like, the Paris subways, um, the hotel that they're staying at, just the, how they had to pass messages to each other, are, it plays such a central role in the film, like, they couldn't just, like, pick up the phone, it was like, gotta leave this message for this person, and and uh, the sequence of the events leading up to everything was just really satisfying to watch, so... Definitely for everybody who's listening, watch Frantic. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. 
So, Sean, you're a uh, comedian here in New York City. What have you been up to these days? You know, I, I've actually started doing like... I know uh, that wasn't a great segue. I was just like, and we're moving to the next no, segment. No, go. Yeah. Th- this is great. You're moving it along. Like, uh, uh, I still perform with my team, Honey. We do um, we do improv festivals around the country. You're we, doing improv fest this year at the pit? We're doing it at uh, Phoenix in Phoenix oh, doing and the Phoenix. probably okay. uh, Baltimore. But uh, this pit... The Pit has one, right? Yeah, they have yeah. The New York, they have the New York Improv Festival. Yes, yeah. We should post to that. Uh, but mostly, I've just been spending time like creating music, like writing techno. Like you're right. r- oh, l- sweet. writing tech. I was showing you the mixer yeah. that I brought over yeah, just you, to you're figure just out writing how to like music producing. Pretty much, it's like another creative outlet. We were talking earlier about like being on the grind, being yeah, exactly. on the hustle. Yeah, the yeah. comedy grind. But um, you're kind of like finding this other like path. That's uh, doing cool. a different path, yeah. And I do, still do you maintain... have a SoundCloud that like people could check it's out. It's gonna be it's gonna be Bug Tank. SoundCloud is Bug Tank. B u g t a n k. If you like if you like weird warehouse techno, that's what that's what you'll find there. It's not gonna be anything but. You know, and uh, I, I I I've met a lot of people that that's their jam and uh, love it. You know, uh, people that like to go to the Brooklyn Mirage. <laughs> That for all the New York <laughs> listeners out there, that was like a very inside reference, and like that invokes a very particular kind of person. It's a very specific kind of person, and I and I had to like hold my hold my laughter back on that one. the 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 techno scene and the the comedy scene in New York are both very very healthy, in my opinion. Like, there's so many places to go play techno, yeah, and there's a ton of places just to go do comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's been it's been a nice transition for me to experience like a different creative outlet in the city where there's a ton of places to perform it at. Of so course. that's very exciting to me. Um, and it's the same grind. Yeah. It's just like, oh, cool. I'm going to spend a year writing crappy stuff while I just to get it just to get the get muscle out, going. Yeah, of course. I mean, the first like ten episodes of this podcast are. Uh, Sure, but and you and you had to go through that to get to where you're at. You know now with the podcast, where mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, cool. You feel confident enough where you're just gonna like post, you know, in the group. In, exactly. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Like the, to point a, a bunch of random comedians because I know that like I've already had like a hundred on there that like can attest that like it's a good show that I'm running here. I mean. It what you had me listen to, I was like, oh, this is this is really fun, and the fact that you had like so many episodes done, I'm like, okay, cool, like you're grinding through it, mm-hmm. um, which is the same, yeah, it's the same deal with any creative endeavor. Just like, oh, cool, I'm gonna, I will just do gotta, this. For you a gotta while. put in the ten thousand hours. You you have to, Mal- Malcolm Gladwell, who okay. writes in coffee shops apparently exactly. around New York City. You know, I hope to run into him one day. One day when you're when you're just be like, I did it. I put in the hours. <laughs> it's gonna be give that me moment. My yeah, <laughs> give me my thing. Exactly. And he, what if he had one ready for you? He's like, you know what? I've had a lot of people do this. That's gonna be a fun character to one day do on my podcast too, because yeah, uh, it's a weird well. because he's a podcaster himself. Yes. So it's gonna be like. What what's it like to like interview another podcaster? And is he gonna critique my podcast? And is he be like, you put your ten thousand hours into this podcast and it's still shit? <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, him critiquing and just being so like it's shit. Just to hear Malcolm Gladwell say something would be shit, I'd be like, you know what? You're a real human being. 
Like, thank you for not like exhausting <laughs> my the next three weeks of my life with a book on it. Oh, all right, all right, buddy. Well, Sean, if anyone wants to find your info of dates, you know where to find your music, where to find your improv team. Where can they find all uh, this? You can probably just go to my like Instagram. It's uh, it's Bug Tank B U G T A N K, or you can go to uh, bugtank.com and I'll I'll post some stuff up on there. Very cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. It's been a pleasure to be asked to, do, to be allowed to do this and, and just, like, hang out with you, man. Of course. Thank you. And if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at YesAndIAm. I'll post a picture of me and Sean there, and I'll tag him. You can easily find all of his info that way. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and we will see you all next time. Next time.